Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Glad that you could join us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Amanda Dilger from Mass Eye and Ear to talk about climate change and otolaryngology with a focus on climate health, sustainability in healthcare, and surgeon advocacy. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Dilger. Thank you for taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. Tell us a bit about yourself, uh, what your area of expertise is, and your position at Mass Eye and Ear. Yes, um, my name is Amanda Dilger. Um, I'm an otolaryngologist and head and neck surgeon with a specialty in facial plastics and reconstructive surgery. Um, I work primarily out of our Cape Cod satellite sites, um, and I um, have an interest in climate health and sustainability, so that's what my research is in. I'm also a part-time instructor at Harvard Medical School. What exactly is climate health, and how is it related to otolaryngology? So I think about um, when I'm doing my research, the intersection between climate change and public health. So I think traditionally, when you think about climate change, the way it's been advertised in the past is you think about how it affects animals and the environment and things like that. And it wasn't as much advertised how much it affects public health. Um, And we know now that it affects every uh, single organ system, every subspecialty in medicine. So for otolaryngology, we see it a lot in terms of allergies and allergic rhinitis. Um, We see it in the overall health in our patients, and we know that pollution and climate can exacerbate asthma and heart disease um, and things that affect surgical candidacy for our patients. So um, for otolaryngologists, it's important to keep in mind that it affects both diseases that we see specifically, like allergic rhinitis, um, and then it also affects our patient's health um, and well-being in general. It also affects access to care. So we know with extreme health events that affects patients' ability to access adequate health care. So that's something that we're going to be seeing more in the future. Further explain the importance of this connection. So um, there's been a lot of research to date, not as much in otolaryngology, but in a lot of other specialties on the different ways that climate impacts health. Um, So for example, we know that heat exacerbates a lot of uh, pre-existing medical conditions. So asthma, other respiratory diseases, cardiovascular disease, um, mental health issues, traumas, all of those increase when it's hotter out. And that's um, we're seeing here in the Boston area. We saw the longest heat wave this summer that we've ever had. Um, and we're going to keep seeing more and more heat. So it's going to continue to impact patients. Um, it doesn't affect all of our patients equally. So it disproportionately impacts communities of color, um, communities that have been historically marginalized. So um, it's contributing more and more to health disparities that we see. And without addressing that as an underlying issue, it's impossible to address uh, the disparities we see in delivering care to our different patient populations. It's my understanding that you're trying to make the 2022 AAO HNSF meeting carbon neutral. Explain that mindset. Yes. So um, we just had our annual meeting in September of this year and um, travel to professional meetings is a big contributor to the scope three emissions. Um, When we think about the emissions in healthcare, they're broken down into scope one, which is anything produced on site like anesthetic gases, scope two, which is anything purchased like electricity or steam. And scope three is basically everything else. And a big portion of that is travel back and forth to these large meetings that we have annually, um, as well as things like the hotel, food, all of the paraphernalia that's handed out at the meetings. Um, So what we tried to do was set up a partnership with a company called Cool Effect. It's a nonprofit that invests in companies that help with sustainability. So forestry, um, animal habitat preservation, ocean preservation, um, replacing methane stoves and wood-burning stoves with electric ones in low-income communities, things like that to help with air pollution and offset the effects of travel. 
Um, this is obviously not the best option. The best thing would be to try to reduce the emissions by keeping events virtual and doing things like that that we know have been effective because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but if we are going to do in-person meetings, this is an option for trying to reduce the impact of our air travel. So what were some of the key takeaways as far as accomplishing those goals? Sure. So I, I certainly don't think we reached carbon neutrality for this meeting because we had it as an elective um, where folks could opt in to the, uh, purchasing carbon offsets. It was about 20 or $30 to offset the travel and the hotel stays. Um, so we weren't able to reach all of the attendees. And so for next year, we're going to work on either making that an automated part of the registration fee or making it more visible at the registration desk so that folks are a little bit more aware of what we're trying to do there. Um, we're also trying to increase the amount of electronic access that folks have to conferences so that there's um, a little less pressure to travel to these things since the air travel is the main component in terms of the emissions. Is it just large corporations, large healthcare facilities that your information is geared toward, or is it geared toward individual healthcare professionals so that they can take some steps toward improving sustainability in healthcare? Yeah, I think there's great steps that individual healthcare providers can do on their own as well. Um, I think everybody can uh, take a step in the right direction with doing some patient education um, just to help depoliticize the issue and kind of bring it back to the public health effects of climate change. So I see a lot of patients for nasal obstruction. So whenever we're talking about allergies, I make sure to mention that um, we can expect allergies to get worse and have longer allergy seasons because of climate change. So you can bring it into patient conversations to make it a little bit less political. Um, and there's a lot of really great organizations for folks that are in private practice as well that they can get involved in. I'm a member of Climate Code Blue, which is a local Boston-based organization, um, but there are state-based groups all over the country. Um, California has a really robust network, Climate Health Now, um, and there's pretty much one in every state. So you can always work together with physicians so that you can uh, find out about local advocacy efforts that everyone can get involved in. When it comes to climate health and the increase in, in allergic reactions, are we talking overall or are we seeing certain reactions where we weren't seeing them before as far as allergies and overall health conditions, whether the community was marginalized or not? Yeah, that's a good question. So in terms of allergies, we know that increased carbon dioxide and increased heat has made growing seasons longer for certain pollens. So that just means longer allergy seasons by on average around three weeks around the country for like ragweed, for example. Um, so mostly it's existing allergens are becoming more prevalent and also having longer seasons. So it's having a bigger impact on people. And there hasn't been as much of a study in, um, in our field in terms of uh, pollution being uh, an independent risk factor for developing upper airway disease, but we know that it can be for asthma and for other lower airway diseases. So we're looking into that as well to see um, if it's an independent risk factor aside from other things that we think about like smoking and, and drinking in particular with head and neck cancer. Is there anything that you'd like to add for our listeners and then give us a website where we can learn more about Mass Eye and Ear? Sure. So um, if anyone has any questions, I help run Surgeons for a Sustainable Future, which is a group in Healthcare Without Harm, um, and the Sustainability Working Group for our Academy of Otolaryngologists. So please feel free to reach out to me. Um, my email is amanda underscore delger at meei.harvard.edu. Um, and I'm happy to help try to direct you um, in a way to get contacted with other physicians in your field that are interested in this. Um, and then our website, mathioneer.org. 
Well, Dr. Dildra, I appreciate you taking the time this evening, and um, hopefully we'll have another uh, conversation in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Amanda Dilger. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can also subscribe at Anchor Spotify. And be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio.